0: Let me say that the political crime I like the political be
1: happy.
0: This is the news made us do this podcast. It's myself, Lex, here with my boy Ace you me, are not middle class, you are not black white. Joy, one podcast at a time, discussing all things, all things, all things. Statistically, it looks like in London, yeah. right now, yeah.
1: this is predominantly a problem.
0: Of young black teenage boys. Yeah, members- like How are you, my bro? All good, my brother. How are you?
1: Yeah, I'm Godwin, I'm good, man. Been feeling quite fatigued lately. but as you know, I've been trying to just recover, have some rest, get, get the naps in here and there. You know, good like boy. you said, it's definitely important to rest in it. Like you said earlier.
0: Yeah, the yeah. rest is very important, okay. rest is very important. do GG. Bro, just... Oh, man. Obviously, we spoke off air about, you know, the... the Basically, ugh, a lot of shit's happened or a lot of shit's been said during the week. That just... You know, vexing me. vexing my spirit. Mm.
1: Um, Speak on it, bro. Speak on it.
0: Oh, man. Where do I start? All right, so I'm going to start with the Keir Starmer comments so Keir Starmer is the new lead, the new leader of the Labour Party um he was elected I believe, what, April or something like that I can't remember but um yeah he's a new leader of the Labour Party anyway so he was on BBC uh BBC News and he made comments he I'm just gonna go straight into what he said that pissed me off the bit he said that pissed me off anyway he was having a discussion about Black Lives Matter and about defunding the police and all this kind of stuff now, mm-hmm. I don't know much about this to fund the police stuff. I'm gonna be honest with you, but I'll go back to that. But within that, within his long statement or whatever or his talk, he then says he, he says he says he this: the Black Lives Matter movement. Mm-hmm. Then he stops. Then he says, "All mm-hmm. moment, mm-hmm. if if you like, is broader than da I call. That's a bit that annoyed me.
1: That, that's 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 outrageous. Like,
0: do you but do you you, you you're, can you see why it's annoying? Like,
1: and how it's 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 like a belittlement, it's like little, man, it's, it's, it's it's not like a belittlement, it's a direct belittlement, it's a lack of acknowledgement, and it's also a verbal distancing from the movement, you know, exactly. It's a verbal distancing to position himself politically away from the Black Lives Matter movement, and yeah. it's something that is blatant and obvious and was made blatantly because he was, on, he was on air live and then he's actually gone out of his way to change that statement. Do you get what I'm trying to say? It's almost as though he highlighted it. And like, let's not get it twisted. These people are trained in giving speeches. Their, their speeches are written by professionals. They then rehearse these speeches and these, these talks. So, you know, it will be unlikely that that was an unplanned, Moment from him
0: hmm. yeah, I totally agree, bro, because like we've we've mentioned this a lot on the podcast like how language is very um political and it's very uh it's obviously very powerful, so you changing the words movement to moment has literally is like trying to discredit what's happening so far with the black Lives Matter movement um and it's made me think wider because this was comments made by the labor party leader Mm -hmm. the Labour party leader and then i think about black people's relationship black british people's relationship to the labor party and it got me thinking about what needs to happen moving forward or what i believe needs to happen moving forward with our political stance in this country Now, you would be mistaken to think because you're black, you're more liberal, more on the on on the political spectrum, more left wing. You'd be very you'd be sadly mistaken because a lot of people will find, especially our immigrant parents from sorry, not immigrant, our expatriate parents from Africa, a lot of them have hold very conservative views.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: and it's led me to think that, but obviously once, but once they uh, once they migrated obviously to this country, um, a lot of them adopted the Labour Party as their national party. Yeah, because you know, there's some obviously there's a lot of things that I guess Labour Party have int- had have introduced, um, which are obviously beneficial to them. So like the minimum wage, so at least they weren't coming to this country and earning maybe as much as what they would earn if they stayed had they stayed in their um, motherland or like, you know, NHS, you know, at least if they get injured at work, they know that they can go to the hospital and be looked after without having to pay a bill at the end. And obviously all these things are great and I definitely appreciate those things. But um, what my point is, is that I basically I think that black British people need to unmarry themselves from the Labour Party. Yeah. And I believe we should vote in accordance of our interests, and again, this is not something, I'm not saying anything controversial or anything new. There's been people that have been saying this for years, um, uh, black people that we all admire. Like, I don't know, someone has, I was really shocked when someone like Alakala said he doesn't even vote originally, and then he says if he does vote, he wouldn't even vote for Labour anyway. His politics is more akin to the Green Party than it is Labour Party. Um, uh, but obviously, we had a real mind fucking that We had a different. We had, we actually had a real um, change in Jeremy Corbyn's Labour Party, and I think for the first time for a lot of us young people, especially, there was actually real stark differences between the left and the right. Um, And again, this country, I think, did Jeremy Corbyn a huge disservice. They shafted him. The media shafted him. The political parties, both political parties, major parties. You know within his camp and you know and the conservatives really shafted him, so yeah so that but that's again, that's another discussion but um but yeah, so the conversation really led me to think about spectrums, and you know everything i've started I'm starting to realize everything's on a spectrum, you know politics, um class to a degree, you know sexuality, um mental health, all these things are on a spectrum, you know and where do where are we right now as black british people on that spectrum the political spectrum sorry Mm -hmm, mm um who in mainstream politics uh best represents our needs and our wants and what we believe in now this is also not uh saying that all black british people are we all have the same views or goals or whatever in our political ambitions
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
0: however i think there are there are things that we can all agree on directly affect us more so than any other community in britain so for example so for example stopping searches i I don't care if you're bloody a, a, a black boy that grew up in Somerset with all the white rugby boys uh, and went to a private school and stuff, you come to London one day wearing your hoodie nine times out of ten or you have, a, I'll, I'll say, you are five times more, or 16 times more likely, sorry, to be stopped by the police.
1: Right, it doesn't even matter if you represented Britain at a national level for
0: sports <laughs> yeah.
1: or in the movie or in, in anything, you know. Yo. It, it actually doesn't even matter by your origins or your achievements in this day and age. All that matters is that if you're black and you're in an affluent area or just anywhere, to be honest, if you're, if you're caught being black on the street, you're liable to be stopped in search and searched and harassed. This is it. Manhandled and called out for arrest over ridiculous claims or whatever, whatever uh, officer of the law kind of feels like it. And The maddest thing is uh. and feel like it in groups. It's hardly an individual feeling that these police officers have. You it, bro. They uh, feel this way synonymously within the whole group, and it's just like, yep, yeah, target, target, and we're all with they all in agreement of exactly how they proceed. And then not only that, but you see in these comments online, and I'm sure that the comments are made by a lot of trolls. People are just trying to incite more hate and this division. You know, claiming officers are, are always in their right and will find some sort of arbitrary way to defend what's going on. And you can see that all of it is from fear, you know, fear of themselves and fear of, you know, confronting their their truth, the past and their own behavior. Like, like it's almost like when they hear about what they're doing, the words and the sounds, they almost can't tolerate just how bad it is. But, you know, when they are proceeding to, Acting it, they don't seem to recognize just how pain is how negative it is until they're hearing out each statement, and I'm like, well, no, I wasn't doing that. In my mind, I was here, but that's the problem. Your mind is effed up, and they should never be in those positions to be officers if they're always feeling fair from a group of people because of their skin colour. Just is ridiculous. How can they be trusted? You know
0: what I mean? That video really, really, really vexed me, man. Mm-hmm. It really vexed Ooh. me. It really vexed me. But um, to go back all
1: in a confusion, yeah. Huh? You can hear all the pain and confusion.
0: Yeah, man, bro. It was yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah, I'm not gonna get into that one right now. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, sorry. Go back to Keir Starmer. Um. So yeah. So it just makes me believe. So who? Who in the uh, in mainstream politics actually is? fully backs us and stands with us you know what i'm saying say? mm-hmm. who backs us and fully stand? i know he, and he's come out and he's apologized and i think he's taking back his statement or whatever but and then what pisses me off as well it's like oh bro the whole thing's a fuck because weeks earlier him and the remember who it was but they took a knee to show their solidarity with the black lives matter movement yeah. and then now you'll come to call it a moment because for him he just wants it to pass for black, black people to come back, go back to being I don't know meek and docile in this fuckeries, so okay. that he, and can, come he can go in about in Britain. And, exactly, and just so we can, he knows, because majority of black people in this country do vote Labour. Throw our votes in, but now nah, this time I feel like Labour need to work for our vote. same way in America the Democratic Party needs to work for the African American vote. Mm-hmm. And I feel like African African-American, African Americans, and Black British people shouldn't marry any of the political parties. We need to wait for manifestos to come out and see what directly affects us or what directly benefits us. In America, it's a bit different. Because in America, I know that they, some some politicians or parties, political parties actually make laws directly beneficial to African-American people. Mm-hmm. But here is one of them things that dare you do that. Our thing gets mixed up with BAME, BAME, yeah. BAME. And, then that's, and that's a whole different discussion because as a black person, our... Uh, Issues, I guess. Our, plight. that, no. our plights aren't similar to those of our Asian brothers and sisters. They just aren't, and that's and that's the truth. So um you know, it's that that's that's very frustrating. And like I said, like once you have when you have someone like um, Boris Johnson, who refuses to take a knee, and again, I don't blame him. If he doesn't want to take a knee, he doesn't have taken knee, I really don't like. I've seen people try to try make it more of a thing. But I said, listen, this is you you're, you're really expecting Boris Johnson. Boris Johnson to show solidarity with a movement of a people who he thinks are um, piccaninnies with watermelon smiles, mm-hmm. or who he thinks are descendants of people and people from those countries who he thinks that their country should still be ruled by Britain and other European forces and interests and forces. Like, you know, <laughs> you're, 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 you're talking about a person that doesn't have any, dis- any regard for black life for black
1: humanity for black humanity you yeah, know and that humanizes the black person's character the black person's personality and the black and the black person's achievement you know literally we're expecting him to to take anybody it wasn't even about that to be honest i feel like it's just about the language again about i'm not taking on empty gestures and he's not a fan of it when you know he's constantly giving us advice and empty gestures in terms of you know the NHS clapping for the NHS every Thursday without actually giving them any pay rise or any actual support, and in fact still working to dismantle the NHS you know since the inception of the NHS I'm sure that the conservative Party have voted to close it down no less than twenty two times you know to, de- to destroy it and yet he's using the words empty gestures when that's exactly what he has been doing, so again it's another political slap in the face. So where you mention the political spectrum and uh, and you initiate the divorce of the Black community from the Labour Party, I mean, it, it makes a lot of sense because if we are just automatically married into this left-wing party and automatically just, you know, place our vote with them without giving it any form of, like, consideration, without any, like, given thought or scrutiny to the party and the manifesto seeing whether or not that the main policies have any you know social impact for the condition of the black people and i guess that is why people would naturally have turned from the right-wing african views within africa to when they arrive in the uk to become a more left-wing party since the uk automatically the values the life of a black person as soon as they enter into Britain. So naturally, your options will be limited because the parties that would consider you are parties that don't necessarily have a special place for black people or people of a minority race, but have um, a place for people of a poorer background, a low economic background, since the systemic and the the systematic uh, oppression that takes place when you when you live in Britain due to racial oppression, naturally predispositions the black community into lower economic classes. So you could definitely see the, the roadmap and the the link as to why uh, Africans and the British black British community would automatically kind of naturally be Labour Party since they represent lower economic how um lower economic uh, citizens whilst at the same time the system of oppression that is within britain generates poor poor economic black households in general so yeah they have positioned black people to have to almost rely on the labour party and not able to look out to other parties since no mainstream party actually explicitly creates policies to protect the black community and like you said the struggles that the Black community go through are substantially different in nature to the struggles that um, other people in the BAME community may go through. I'm not to say they don't go through struggles. However, those struggles can't be placed into one placard like some sort of monolith. You know, because that is not what we are. You know what I'm trying to say this is a real individual struggle, and clearly, neither Boris Johnson nor Keir Starmer have any clue as to where to begin when taking on this issue. And they are hoping that they're viable for them abstaining from participation, because I'm sure they both spoke about this. You know, that me and you, we're beyond the charades. We know all politicians are friends. They live in a political class. They all speak outside of their respective political parties. Facts. Just because Facts. they're a team doesn't mean that they're not actually family friends. I mean, Facts. it's not that hard to believe when you look at post-Cold wars, where you see members of opposite gangs are cousins and then they'll be yeah. family functions but get back on the street and start stabbing each other's friends. Yes, you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, facts. It's, it's quite understandable to see how these politics politicians on the other side are mates and are colluding with each other. I mean, that act of abstaining from...
0: it, it all went to the same school as each other, bro. It, it did.
1: That's, literally, it literally, it they the did. Literally.
0: Same- <laughs> alumni. Mm, bro. They're,
1: you know what I mean? Oh, man. And, and the fact that in the same time they both decided to abstain from giving any oomph behind black Lives matter moment so suddenly just even after he'd kneeled you could see those clear, clear collusion and then for him to now get i believe he, he just care stammer recently was on lbc radio i believe and i've just gone through i've not actually heard it myself but i've gone through and seen kind of the general comments and the, the, the comments that made the headlines and the kind of general narrative, the discussion and scrutiny over the general narrative of his appearance on LBC. And it seems as though he's already retracted his, um, his, his position on not backing the Black Lives movement and suggested some form of re-education for all, you know, almost again, adding another speaking divisively again. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Personalize, like, generalising his his own racism because it was called out on it publicly by a predominant figures. And he could see that he was losing public endorsements from these companies, which he represents, you know, because honestly, he's an awful person. I won't, I'm never not, let me keep it a buck where I stand with, with, with Kiss. I believe he's, he's a terrible person. You know, okay. I believe that he chooses to blindside a lot of issues that are important in order to get the popular vote. And he does not mind aligning himself with people that have, uh, track records of racism, anti-Semitism, sexism, sex crimes, um, and supporting them and endorse them as long as they have the backing of the economic faction. And you can see he's clearly working to get back the the side of the media. You know, Jeremy Corbyn was a very different leader to him. He was happy to pull out bullshit on all levels and say, listen, I'm not going forward with you, unless you change our ways, but clearly we have a totally different leader who has policies that are, at time are more right-wing than our Conservative Party. Once again, another Liberal has taken over the, a, a, left, a left party, which traditionally represents the poorer population, who are the majority population of Britain, you know, so they've captured the majority party, again, with, with, with Right wing policies that have been spun in a left-wing tonnage and dialogue. And I think that's one of the biggest forms of deceit considering the fact that he's aware that the that the current population of Britain is, is quite low educated to keep it apart. Yeah. Since they've yeah. defunded education, they've defunded yeah. health, they've defunded all these services. However, they don't have any plans to defund the police. Yeah. You know? And defunding the police doesn't mean having less police. It just means that the investment on the police isn't based on aggressive policies. It's based on policies that improve neighbourhoods, communities, and better communication between people and the authorities. So essentially, defunding the police will kind of automatically make have to uh, force people to become more of a political class since they'll be interacting with their civil servants directly without fear. You know, we're talking about defunding the aggression and the violence of police, you know, not necessarily the presence and the and the crucial role they play within society. And that is known by politicians, but they're happy to spin it and work with them mega media partners and blow whatever story they want.
0: Yeah, but also to keep you a buck though, let's not forget the political structure in which we live in, where it's first past the post and generally black, black British people are concentrated in specific areas. So if we're really talking about exercising our political power, voting tactically, maybe, or if you're threatening to abandon a certain party, we will, it, 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 it only works on a group, group mentality. So for example, London or Hackney, for example, um, you know, the constituencies within Hackney are majority black neighbourhood, black areas, or black constituencies. Even though gentrification is trying to do a number, but that's another discussion. Um, somewhere like Streatham, where O'Muna used to sit as MP, when he left to join, when he left the Labour Party to become independent, and then or was it independent? No, he joined another party, which was like a Lib Dem. Uh, no, was it before he joined Lib Dem? Oh, he joined Okay, now? yeah. Yeah, but then he joined the Lib Dems, <laughs> and you know he probably was really confident that he would get voted in. But now nah, them lot said this, and so we're sticking to Labour. Mm-hmm. But I'm happy. I think the person that took over this, he's a black woman, so you know it's all it's all good. But um, so it won't work like so if like we're talking about like, places like Shropshire, and that where there might be one black kid or whatever, mm-hmm. his him him not voting for the Labour Party or whatever probably ain't going to make a difference. I don't know what people in Shropshire vote, but it probably won't make a difference. Yeah. So um. So, you know, it's so it's like the, the 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 structure as well has been designed to ensure that things like voting blocks and stuff like that, because I don't know if you know, you're aware, but in America, there's a lot in certain states and towns and stuff. They have like black caucuses, mm-hmm. which is like um, literally black groups, black, not peer pressure groups, but black community interest groups which have direct influence on city mayors president not presidents but yeah presidents i guess if you're talking about a national caucus a national, national black caucus presidents senators congressmen so they will have representatives that will go to speak with these uh, political uh, figures and leaders and say these are the issues that are facing our communities yeah or or this is what we need from you lot to best benefit us um there's a show called the wire that and season, I think three or something like that, really represents how it works, and it's so dope. Like the way, the way, um you know, the black pastors and the black doctors and all this kind of stuff, they're all part of the same like group. And like, this we need this to be sorted. We need that to be sorted. And they get stepping because they know that if they one person says if they say, all right, "Cool, we're not voting for you next election," then they don't get voting in. That's it. Mm-hmm. So it's it's um, it's something to obviously bear in mind also.
1: And and like you said, because of our voting style in, in Britain, it makes it more difficult to to you know politically mobilize in terms of on a national level where the vote is not based on the true popular vote, but instead it's based on a system of structures of certain neighborhoods. And obviously you can see that that is designed to ensure that the the balance between social housing and wealthy affluence in those certain areas dominates their leading votes, you know? Yeah. So, for example, in con- some constituencies are smaller. They're yes. smaller than other constituencies, but they hold the same equivalent to those constituencies that are bigger. And those some of those bigger constituencies, bigger population that hold one vote, actually encompass larger populations of the country. So yep. those whole people's votes almost represent smaller, less than fewer people's votes, in in a lot of senses. And then you see a big breakup in affluent areas, where in those affluent areas geographically, smaller areas still make up smaller um, make up pieces of constituencies like smaller landmass areas and smaller populated areas, which are usually affluent areas that then make up extra market numbers for the. For in terms of voting, and where this is definitely like ingrained corruption, it, it's almost though you they those powers that be also then decide who lives in those constituencies, so they naturally control the, the, um, the core register, I should say, for those who vote. So it's definitely a system that party politics doesn't permit true representation. Of the of the times of the day of the people, and in fact, party politics represents representation of a of an older generation of a prehistoric generation of prehistoric thoughts, and you can see clearly that it takes so long for them to make necessary modern change without labeling them as radical until crisis occurs. You know, and politics it seems in in these societies have been shaped in that way, rigid and rigged. So that they are, they ensure that the results that are pumped from these systems are in favor of the classes and the groups of people that are already ruling and created the ruling device. They've made a game that only they can win. And it comes back to the point that they all got all the politicians went to the same school. And this is the United Kingdom we're talking about. Yeah, all politicians went to the same school. You know, it, it, it's quite. Bizarre, especially considering the, the population of the United Kingdom, and the 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 number of millions of people, yet yeah, a school which holds less than a less than a less than a hundred per year of students, it has churned out the leaders of you know of Britain, you know, in terms of political leaders as well as business leaders, since they all give each other jobs in and out of it, you know, and this it's like. At this point, when my when movements like Black Lives Matter do come up and take the center stage, it those movements shine a light on just how rigged the political party system is, and it definitely highlights why the the role of pressure groups and groups like those political advisors that that black those black caucuses are vital, since the the system will never p- create people that really represent minorities, you know. And even when those minorities are on the center stage in politics, they have so much other interests that have propped them up there that by the time they've get got gotten there, whatever cause that they probably would have stood for in the past has already been shattered and corrupt, and taken over by the other interests that have have kind of helped place them in that position. So it it really is a catch twenty two and it is really um Uh, a measure where we have to now consider what way to go about this you know what way to go about expressing ourselves as a a group as a group on the political spectrum and it might be time to accept that party politics wasn't made for our favor or for for our for this situation that we find ourselves in politically party politics was not created for the liberation of slaves and all um, or to stop oppression, party politics actually is the mechanism which helped a group of people decide that it was okay to actually to 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 enslave people and create a transatlantic slave trade. And that same system that uh, that you know that that helped those people to to get to slavery in the first place, I doubt that it's going to be the same system that's going to support the exit of such. Um, a cruel,
0: inhumane, you know, horrible past, bro. But this thing has been making me has made me so angry this week. Speak on it, bro. Vexed. I I didn't want to mention him there, but I'm gonna mention this devil, bro. For me let me let me mention him by his first name, devil. The kind of brother, the kind of guy that brother Malcolm was talking about. David Starkey, yeah? For those who don't know, David Starkey's a historian. He does a lot of stuff for the BBC. Um, I don't know if he's, like, BBC's, like, official historian type thing, but he has... He, I've seen him in a lot of stuff on the BBC about, like, you know, the Tudors and all that kind of shit. Yeah. Anyway, so he was on a... I guess a podcast or some sort of chat show Some guy called Grimes, something David Grimes signed, like, some conservative political... Not political person but conservative um uh person speaker whatever call cool. on this podcast or on this show david starkey said he was trying to he was obviously having a guard of black lives matter movement saying that, it's, it, that he doesn't understand the movement like britain shouldn't be um, embarrassed of its colonial past um actually he said that the british should be um uh, uh um proud and the whole world should be proud because it, the uh, um slavery and colonization was the first step to globalization and all this kind of stuff mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and then and then he says and then he says you <laughs> uh, and then <laughs> and then he says and we need to stop saying slavery was genocide because if it was genocide there wouldn't be so many damn blacks here and in Africa, would there? Bro. He said, if slavery wasn't genocide, there wouldn't be so many damn blacks here and in Africa, would there? And it pissed me off because for a lot of people, that's the first time they've probably seen someone be so blatantly racist on TV. I think it was on oh. TV or whatever, I don't know. But this David Starkey guy has previous. In 2011, yeah, after the Tottenham riots, after the killing of the unlawful killing of Mark Duggan, Um, he was on some show with a black woman. I can't remember her name at this point. And he literally, he said, he said the words, and I I will never forget watching this, bro. He said, ah, um, but you see what's happened here, right? The whites have become black. The whites have become black. They've become, they've inherited this gangster, uh, patois, uh, fatherless, uh, personality, so that bro, and then and, oh, then, he, and then he quoted um, uh, Enoch Powell. Enoch know power's a former Conservative uh, MP who had mad racist. Like he was very, very right wing. But um, rivers of blood speech, and this rivers of blood speech. If any of you ever have a chance, Google it, and it's all about you know immigration in this country. And how it's going to taint this country and whatnot, and it's all this white fragility stuff. Like mm-hmm. you know, like you know, if we're going to keep letting these black and brown people in, there's not going to be any white people left, which is obviously a fucking nonsense. And he quoted this and said he was he was he was perfectly right. He was perfectly right. He's a fucking racist, bro. And he's been allowed to be on the BBC spewing mm-hmm. his racist rhetoric for years. And it's only now I don't know if the BBC. Wow. Yeah, I don't know if the, now the BBC. I don't know if the, now the BBC has actually dropped him. As, uh, um, as a historian or whatever. Mm-hmm. But on on everything else, on uh, like his publishers, his publishers have dropped him. Uh, I think Oxford University have distanced themselves, obviously Cambridge that he went to one of them, have distanced himself from him. Uh, I think he was gonna get, or he has uh, honorary doctorates from some sort of, some universities. I think they're taking them away. I think he's, an, uh, he's a, a visiting lecturer at a university. Mm-hmm. Like, and it is rightly deserved. He's a racist, like, what he's a devil. And I'm going to say the word devil because I have to differentiate between devils and certain other people, bro. Mm-hmm. But he's a devil, like, and his views are, oh man, yeah, bro. The biases, I just have to speak on that one quick. Uh, there's, there's nothing, there's no like commentary or any like in depth analysis from me on this one. I just want to mention this guy's a devil, and I'm just happy that these guys are making themselves known. I think we mentioned in the last podcast that, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement, as they take it slowly out of the news cycle, these devils always reappear and make it stay in the news cycle with their just such abhorrent racist views that they can't keep to themselves, which they shouldn't. I want them to say it so we know who they are and then we can, you know, move accordingly. But bro, honestly, I just want to wrap up on a positive note. Because... Um, Yeah, I think uh, amongst all this fuckeries that's going on in the world in the last couple of months, corona, whatever, whatever, this Black Lives Matter movement has definitely sparked a lot of positive growth, particularly from, uh, if we're looking from a capitalist point of view, uh, corporations and those corporations that really do want to make some sort of change in terms of their um, C-level executive um, board and try to diversify that and obviously make it look more representative of the society that we all live in and like the last week i think it was literally every time i go on my phone and on my instagram i just see all these beautiful black women being appointed all these high level positions and like huge multi-billion dollar companies and stuff and it just brings a smile to my face bro like we spoke on the last podcast about how black women are literally bossing it and they've been bossing it, whether that's on their own shit with the entrepreneurial stuff, uh corporate music, everything like they just they're bossing it. They're bossing it. Whether that's from Michaela Cole and her bossing it with her new show and turning down a million dollars from Netflix. That's a that's a the G move, bro. It's a G move. It a big, big, big flex. Well, it was a big flex. I don't, know how many people, I don't know how many people that will turn down a million pounds. But she said, listen, I need to own my shit afterwards. And they said, no. So she said, cool, I'm taking it with me. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's a boss move, man. Boss mm-hmm. move. And I'm just so like, it's just like, it's, it's bang. It's, it's just it's, great. It's, like self-belief. Like, bro. Support and what happens when that support is
1: there, especially for black women?
0: It's amazing, my guy. Boz St. John. Whole type boss, so she is a Ghanaian American, Ghanaian American who's just been uh, appointed as chief marketing officer for Netflix. So that she sits on the board, I believe. um So it's a, it's a it's a boss move, man. It's lit. Like it's a weird one though, because it's like I do think to myself sometimes, like like what is the kind of what are what do we deem a success? Yeah, and I think I will mention to you um, before we started recording. Like it's weird when black people get like things like knighthoods and OBEs and MBEs because like I rate it, but then also when you link it like oh, it's all into empire and all that kind of shit. So I think it's it's real it's nuance for black people. Yeah. I think we can appreciate it because they're being rewarded for their achievements by people, not necessarily. It doesn't matter whether it's us as a people or other people, other communities. Um, but they're being rewarded for their achievements, and obviously, you know. We, we we support we support it all so I remember like when Wiley got his OBE or something for the mandem it was a big thing That that right Wiley's in yeah. these spaces whether so we respect it or not but we're proud of it you get me we're proud of it I was as proud when he got that than when he got a, a plaque in East London uh, outside his old school so it was all it was all it was all levels of um, of, of it's all nuance in, in in what you believe to be successful what you believe to be um uh, attainment achieve, 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 an achievement achievement mm-hmm. achievement uh, we've got um, Yeezy, so Yeezy's obviously doing the Yeezy Gap collab I don't even know if it's a collab I think it's a, a full-on like thing like
1: okay. oh, yeah almost as though like a, a range almost yeah like, uh, almost like yeah, a, yeah, a, yeah, a, a yeah, with um, Y3 and Amazon and yeah
0: and Adidas yeah, yeah it feels like that and obviously the person who's got to head up the design on that is um,
1: oh, a Lola You know, yeah,
0: G, G, Nigerian,
1: Nigerian,
0: Nigerian British designer. So that's again another dope big move. Um, we've got uh, Delicia James, she's now the senior role, she has a senior role as leading black music strategist at Amazon Music. Uh, you know, like it's just this, it's it's, our bro, it's dope. It's dope.
1: No, it is really dope, dope. still. It's dope. It's dope. Good to see.
0: For sure. Yeah, it's dope, man. Like, we've always said, I think any move forward for our community is always going to be black women leading the movement. Mm-hmm. Or leading as, the as it has been. And as as it, it has been. As, as it has old. been from, you know, for centuries, where we're talking about Yaa in front, you know, the Guardian Empire, or Amata Edu, or... Queen
1: Ifemi, you know. Lead, yeah. Lead, yeah, yeah. Bro,
0: like, black women have been leading the charge and everything, so to me, this is not... It's not a shock. Like, it's not surprising. Um, they're, they're it's bent-
1: to highlight again, which is where we've spoken, just, just how much as black men it's important to highlight the importance and the love and the respect that we have for black women, you know? Because in every way you look, you'll see black women taking the right direction into you know, liberation of, of the black people and supporting our movement as a whole. Facts. Um, so facts. You know you facts. Can see see black women,
0: black women have had the whole, whole world on their shoulders since the beginning of time, bro. That's that's facts. Black women had the whole world on their shoulders. They've black women have always been the ones that people, never just us as black men, but everyone has had to call on to save us from shit. Honestly, bro. I truly believe that. I truly believe that like it's um they yeah, like honestly this this In terms of you know achievement and stuff, it's just literally not even touching the surface when we're really talking about black female achievement and empowerment. And I know me and you are very inspired by the black females in our lives and around us. And it really makes us wanting to want us to work harder and obviously like you know, put in place things that also encourage black men. To meet meet black women at that level, you know, because that's something that has been spoken about in terms of like you know appointments and all that kind of stuff. Like you know, cool black women are are attaining uh, these levels of success, yet black men seem to be a bit behind when it comes to those levels as well. Um, uh, and I you know I have my views on the different views on why that may be and all that kind of stuff. But I just believe, you know, it can't it can't divide us. It should just inspire us. So yeah man. To be honest, that's yeah, the news made me do that right now. The news definitely made us do bro. Love, love, love. Love No skip.